Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. or good afternoon or good morning wherever you're listening to this and welcome to the beer ladies podcast today we are talking all things eurovision and i'm here with lisa who is a a knowledgeable eurovision head and we're also here with tandy who is a bit of a eurovision virgin who's not really so not really up to speed i suppose definitely not the way i would be and lisa i'm a complete noob (laughs) <laughs> We're going to teach you all about oh, yeah. the Eurovision and fill you in on backstories. But before we do that, I'm just going to say that if people out there can follow us on all of the social medias, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are beer, at Beer Ladies Pod on Twitter. You can also watch this on YouTube. Um, and we would please, please, please say subscribe so that we can get our own uh, vanity, uh, whatever you call it, URL. <laughs> I don't know. How far away are we from having that? Oh, we We're only about like 10 or so away. We're only so. 10 away. Hit subscribe. It could be you. Do it. <laughs> um, so I suppose we'll start off with what are you drinking? I'm going to start with uh, Tandy. Ooh, okay, fun. All right, so this, this because we're talking Eurovision, um, there were many different ways to go with choosing a beer, um, but I struggled to find beers from the countries that I really like the entries from, so I tried to interpret things like titles or styles in a different way. So one of my favourite entries this year is Technicolor by Montaigne, who's from Australia. Okay. And so I bought this really, really colourful oh. Larkins IPA can. Um, and I've also got a second one because it's also very technicolorful. It's just very bright. Oh. It's from Lervig. It's called Supersonic, and it's a double dry hopped IPA, um, which will be marvelous once I have a six and a half and an eight and a half percent beer, and I'm on crutches oh. and food, so that'll be delightful. <laughs> oh. well, anyway, so I, I, so I went for technic technicolorful beers, and both are IPAs. So I think that should be fun. And Australia are not going to travel this year. No, real bummer that. Um, but I don't, so I don't know how it's going to work. But I'm also, you know, if I'm honest, I don't know how well she does live. So mm-hmm. I like the studio version a lot. But we'll, anyway, we'll see. We'll, we'll probably get into that like a little bit more. But oh, yeah. I went totally for Technicolor because I think she is awesome, Montaigne. And I love the song. And um, yes, nothing, nothing better than a good old colorful, colorful IPA. 
What have you got, Lisa? So I have the Einstück, which I'm sure, I'm sorry, Icelandic people, I'm butchering everything, but uh, this is the Arctic Pale Ale. So you can see I've, I've gone for Iceland, you know, would have loved for them to win last year. Obviously, it didn't happen. Really enjoy the song this year, though. We'll, we'll absolutely get into it. But uh, so far, so good. I, I will say, and there is a Eurovision connection to this. The first time I went to Iceland back in the late 1990s, they had really only just legalized beer about maybe 10 years before. And all of their beers tasted exactly like Israeli beers. So again, but again, Israel has had some real Eurovision stars, but uh, the, the, the beers you could get in Iceland at the time, like Egil's Gold and things like that, really put me in mind of Gold Star and Israeli beers. So not good, but they're Eurovision. So it does all work out. And I have a, a secret beer for, for later. You, but how do you mean they only legalized beer 10 or 10 years before that in the 80s they, or so? Oh, yeah, homebrewing and beer oh, were, were both home. illegal. But no, even buying beer, you could buy all your you know hard alcohol. But beer was illegal, and it's actually a holiday now in, in Iceland. And I guess that that's now, you know, 20 or 30 years that it's been legal. But before, they only had near beer uh, that was legal. And obviously, they have very high taxes on it. It's, it's crazy stuff. Because you wow. certainly, you go around Iceland, or you go around Reykjavik of an evening, everyone's drinking. So it's not like, you know, it, it, there is a sort of prohibition kind of thing. But still, hard alcohol was always fine. Beer was like, oh, no, slippery slope. But now Such it's only- a flip- you know, because oh. normally it's the low alcohol ones that are fine and it's the, the high potency ones that are that are banned. Well, exactly. And I wonder, too, just the taxes are so high. Maybe it was just already, a, you know, a money spinner. But uh, yeah, definitely something to dig into there. But I will say th- this is actually quite nice. Very, very sessionable, very drinkable. Uh, huge uh, improvement on what was there, uh, again, back in the day. But Wow, yeah. and I would have loved to have gotten my hands on the beer that Daddy Freyer was brew, uh, brewing with the the Icelandic brewery. I think it's uh, uh, yes. Brugheus, a Brugberg, something like that. I can put yeah. So they're brewing a Eurovision beer. No ways. Yeah. So <gasps> I'm so here for this too. Oh my God, I we've even, got to get some. I emailed them saying, uh, when will this be available in Ireland? No, but I yes. haven't gotten an answer yet. <laughs> See, again, that's how you can tell they're good people. This is all around, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Iceland all the way. I am drinking um, a Danish beer. It's Mikkeler. Mm. It has a Game of Thrones. I couldn't walk past this in the shop <laughs> when I saw it. I was like, this is so cool. And it's a Iron Anniversary IPA. So what's Iron? Is it 10 years? Does it say? I think, so. I think it is 10 years, right? From the, years, from the yeah. debut. Yeah. Yeah, so I have chosen this because Denmark, their song, it won't win the Eurovision, but it is my Eurovision guilty pleasure. And when I'm first- judging you so hard on that, that song is so whack. Isn't it? <laughs> it is like it is like a Eurovision song from the 80s teleported into 2021. And it's it just is. amazing. Even their dress sense is very 80s, yeah. very like weird ill-fitting slightly loose slightly geometric suits like it's so odd it really is i really wanted to like it though because i kind of want to like those retro cool things but this one i was just like "Mm, i don't know i tried a few times i think we're going to find that our our music styles are very different maybe we will maybe and uh, i am also we will do our fashion show i am wearing my play yaya ding dong (laughs) t-shirt it's so wonderful from the movie I've got my, my lovely horse, so we will definitely be talking Father Ted. And, and again, 
wait, wait for a surprise in the second half. But mm-hmm. yeah. and I am uh, for those not watching on YouTube, I'm wearing a headscarf because um, a lot of my favorite were well, not a lot, but I think there were three different entrants this year who I really liked and who all wear headscarves in the videos. So and I was like, that's it. That's what I'm doing to uh, to show my Eurovision love. Perfect. Also, I didn't know that headscarves were really a thing um, in Europe, actually. I mean, I know them very well from Africa, but not from Europe. So I was kind of impressed and, and surprised to see that. And I thought, that's awesome. Very good. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I suppose we'll start off with what are your earliest memories of the Eurovision? How about Lisa? Uh, so, of course, you know, gave it a little bit away with the Father Ted, but I you know, did not grow up with it, obviously, growing up in the States, I kind of knew it existed, but had no idea what it was. But then I moved to London in 1995 to go to grad school and be all studious and important. And I had just missed the 1995 one. But in 1995, there was this new TV show called Father Ted on Channel 4. And I became uh, semi-obsessed with it, even worked on a Father Ted fan site for a while. I work in air quotes. We would have editorial meetings in, in a pub uh, near Waterloo Station. So, you know, let's not go too crazy and work. But, uh, you know, I, when I when I saw the episode of Song for Europe, I was just immediately just like, oh, this is for me. And, and again, I was already a big fan of Neil Hammond from The Divine Comedy, who, of course, wrote My Lovely Horse and the other song in, in the uh, episode, The Miracle is Mine, which is the one the other priests do. And it's a banger, like it's great. And I, you know, back in the day, even had like a bootleg of him doing the other song because of reasons. But, you know, from there, I was like, I need to get into this Eurovision thing. This is clearly for my people. So the first one I saw properly was uh, 1996, when the UK won with Christina and the, uh, uh, sorry, Katrina and the Waves with Love Shine, Love, Shine a Light. Light. Yeah. And, and I was just like, this is amazing. And it had like, I feel like those years in the 90s had some of the like most Eurovision in, you know, in big quotes, uh, entries. And we'll, we'll get into what that means. But I think, you know, that and then the following year when Donna International won, I was like, yes, this is for me. This is, you know, I, I'm here for it. I think, you know, having grown up doing theater, I, I missed, you know, high camp and high camp. Oh, my God, it was there. So that's why I sort of fell in love with Eurovision. And, you know, ever since I've just been like, oh, it's it's the best. So it's so much fun. It does have these rules that we'll talk about, but uh, it's just it's just the best. I don't know. How about you, Katie? So um, I grew when I grew up in the 80s, I don't think at the time we had two channels on television. We had RTE1. And I know Network 2 came along. I'm not sure if it came along before or after 1987, which was the first one that I can really remember. So the big events that we could watch, stay up late as kids to watch television were the Late Late Toy Show, sure. a classic, The Rose of Tralee. <laughs> yeah, questionable. Okay. <laughs> and the Eurovision. And oh my God, I remember watching uh, Johnny Logan win with Hold Me Now oh. in his white suit, And I was just, oh, my God, I was like, this is amazing. I am so spellbound by this whole, this whole thing. It's like, this is not West Clare. It's like, I want to go there. I want (laughs) to, I don't know. So uh, I really got into the Eurovision. So 87, I would have been uh, eight years old. Little knowing that there would be, you know, an Irish reign of terror, you know. Yes. 
in Eurovision for the next, you know, however long. My goodness. I know. So then, and, and when Johnny won, it brought the Eurovision to Ireland. And who won in Dublin? Celine Dion celebra- performing for Switzerland, you know? So Ringer. This- Ringer. Yes. We, we'll talk about Ringers too. Yeah. Gosh, that's such a weird one because I, I learned only recently, literally, because I mean, I watched, okay, so my first... Uh, real memory of Eurovision is literally watching the Eurovision movie. That's how much of a Eurovision like noob I am. I've always known what this thing was, kind of. I always associated it with like super cheesy, dancey music that is just like, I I actually thought it was people mocking themselves, to be honest, (laughs) for a long time. I but but then then I went and did a little bit more digging around. And I mean, all the things that I learned, Celine Dion, I mean, ABBA, which most people know came from Eurovision. I didn't know that. Holy crap. Like, that's so funny. Who else was it? Wasn't it Rod Stewart who also came from Eurovision? And Olivia Newton-John. Um, like, there's so many famous bands and yep. acts that yep. came from Eurovision. I'm amazed. And the, there's a, there is a whole history of Eurovision. I'm sure Lisa knows the reference to the Spanish. Was it the revolution in Spain? Yeah, because it was all basically, you know, meant to make Europe all come together, feel good, you know, um, and, and to sort of bring all the national broadcasters together too. But, you know, it's meant to be this big sort of, you know, communal spirit, you know, everyone coming together, feeling good, like almost like an anti-Olympics in some way, because it was, while it was competitive, it was less about that and more about like, ah, oh, music unites us. Although, certainly, if you go back to a lot of the earlier ones, the music is god awful for a lot of the, you know, the, the earlier ones. And in fact, a fun YouTube rabbit hole I highly recommend is to watch the um, lowest scoring Eurovision entries for every year. There's some, there's some Ooh, things oh, there, just like shockingly bad. So, so we did. Oh, I'm um, totally going to do that. <laughs> we did a bit of an alpine road trip. Um, a few years ago, and we purposely went to Locarno, which is where the very first Eurovision was held. It's that's amazing. Ah, that's so sad. And I will say, and uh, my poor, my poor husband, on my on my honeymoon, we went to the Eurovision in Istanbul. <gasps> that's amazing! Oh that's my so god, cool! We went to both semifinals. We went to the dress rehearsal for the final, and then we went to the final. Wow! And, oh my gosh. They were on the same day, the dress rehearsal and the final. Ooh, so we were just wow. ran, roaming around this kind of suburb of, of Istanbul, not knowing Turkish or, uh, <laughs> and it was a little bit like it's, it's kind of outside of the city. Uh, there's not a lot yeah. going on there. So we found this random little restaurant and he didn't, the guy didn't speak any English and we didn't speak any Turkish. So we just, gestured everything and then before we know it um because we had our I had my Irish flag and my Irish hat and you know <laughs> all geared up and they were giving us free shots and it was just lovely it was like an old man little pub and there were tables of men older men playing cards with each other and it was oh, wow. just that we were it was lovely lovely oh that's amazing the closest I've come to um well, let's say a deliberate Eurovision trip was uh, we were in Copenhagen some years ago and Sweden had won and, and still had like the host site and all the stuff. And I was like, it's just across the bridge. We could go. And oh, I wanted to go and I wanted to go to the ABBA museum and all these things, but we did not actually get to Sweden. Although I then did go to the ABBA exhibit when it was in London and it was amazing. And I took my son who was then probably 
uh, 13 or 14. And even though like in all the photos, he's looking very grim and uh, he had the best time. We bought all the merch. It's, <laughs> it, it's wonderful. So I do have, you know, two ABBA loving children, even if they sometimes look, you know, like they don't approve. It's there. I, I come from an ABBA loving family. So, so this, this, uh, this rings true for me, although it was my mom and my dad both love ABBA and we, um, um, you know, whenever movies or plays or shows came out, like we were always there, you know, doing all the things. And and if not that, we were singing ABBA songs at our bar at home. And I mean, my sister and I, as little ones, we'd we'd stand on the bar and sing with my dad. You know, we'd <laughs> sing, that. we'd sing whether it was ABBA or Tom Jones or any of these things, and it was just lovely. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it was I lovely. Love it. Yeah. yeah, really, really That's good. Nice. I also learned, by the way, that River Dance, hello, comes from Eurovision. Oh, yes. Yes. Who it, knew? Well, I didn't it was, certainly. Yeah. And then I knew River Dance. Like, I, wow. <laughs> I know. I remember uh, there was a massive buzz in the Irish media. Like, nobody was saying what the Interval Act was, but they were all saying, you need to stay for the Interval Act. Don't oh, go right. and put on the kettle. You need to watch it. And then when we saw it, it was like, oh my God, that was amazing. So for people who haven't like... seen Riverdance or know what Riverdance is, I don't know where you've been for the past, <laughs> whatever, 25, 30 years, been under a rock. Michael Flatley and uh, Gene Butler and all of these dancers and little drummers. It's, it's a fascinating spectacle. It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. And seeing that performance, that interval performance, I, I like I got goosebumps and I just thought, can you imagine it being there, like like being there and you'd seeing it for the first time? And it really did start a revolution. Like it's incredible. It's, it's so special. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I know. And my sister and I, uh, she's a, two years younger than me. We, so we thought we were the best trying to do our Irish dancing, lepping all over the sitting room afterwards. And so it fun. made Irish dancing quite sexy again, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, the uptaking classes, totally. you know, certainly where I was at the time was just like through the roof, even though it's like uh, you're starting too late to you know, to do, do anything. But yeah, absolutely. I think it's come back down again, though, because you don't well, I mean, I certainly haven't seen that much dancing going on. I mean, sometimes you sit in the touristy pubs, you know, like some good Irish dancing, but I don't even really see classes and things advertised. Is that a Dublin thing? No, I think it's yeah. it is all over Ireland, but maybe you have to go looking for it. Mm. I know there's classes in like the local primary school here. I know people who have done the All-Irelands and the, the Worlds, I suppose, because a, a lot of the Worlds are Irish. But there's a lot yeah. of them are, are immigrant families, emigrant mm. families to the US, yeah. to the UK, Australia, mm. who still keep yeah. up the traditions, you know? Yeah, and we do live next to a an Irish dancing shoes place. Of course, they've been closed, you know, whole pandemic, but they are shipping shoes out to, you know, people who are rehearsing at home and, you know. And the little dresses are so cute as well. (laughs) The little Irish dancing dresses and the hair. I don't get the fake tan and the wigs, though, you know. The fake tan is very strange. It's very strange. It's very strange. One of my um, uh, ex-bosses or colleagues told me, because I've got such curly hair, they just said, oh, you wouldn't have been, like, you wouldn't need to wear a wig. You could just go with your hair and be an (laughs) Irish dancer. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably true. (laughs) oh my god okay Mm. so one of the big hits that i think you didn't mention is uh euphoria loreen that came from eurovision yeah you know big dance number euphoria you know it even if you don't know it i might might need to listen to it to remember it it, fly on the wings of love fly on the wings of love 
Don't no, ask no. me to sing. Sorry, I'm terrible. <laughs> oh, no. I was go- I was going to try and play stuff through Zoom, but I don't think I figured it out fully. <laughs> it's okay. It just gives everybody like a good old Google path to go down. You know, Absolutely. all of these different songs. Um, I didn't realize also that tattoo that uh, Russian yeah. act also came from your yeah. I didn't know that. So there we go. It feels like everything, everything that I've I've had all these little moments in life, and I've just never known how they all connect back to each other. It's incredible. And it's all through yours. And I think the thing to remember too is, you know, that we'll talk a little bit about, you know, the scoring and the, the tactical voting and all of those things. But, you know, you mentioned Olivia Newton-John earlier, who was the same year as ABBA, and Britain gave ABBA nil plomp because they wanted Olivia Newton-John to win. And can you, can you imagine voting against ABBA? I mean, that's madness. It's so. sacrilege. Mm. 100%. And mm. fair play Indeed. to Olivia Newton-John, but come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was just in the wrong year. She probably could have won it any other exactly. year. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And again, there's this long tradition of you know getting ringers from from your former colonies, and you know, so you have Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, the UK has certainly had you know Katrina and the waves. Even though she's always been you know UK based, she's still American or Celine Dion, like we mentioned. But lots of Australian entries really for for the UK. So it's uh, it's interesting. But I think now there's just like way more of that too but in a way that's better where you're actually bringing kind of the musical styles back from you know wherever people came from instead of it being very kind of you know generic and anodyne pop now it's like oh now it's more Mm -hmm. diverse a little more a little more interesting frankly i was actually really surprised because now okay after i watched the eurovision movie I then went down because then I was obsessed instantly and I went down and I went to go see the 2020 entries and then I, I watched all of those and then I went to the, eventually the 2021 entries started coming out and all of that and I was like oh this is amazing but I was actually naively I was really surprised at the diversity of entries and um, you know you, you also just it's a stupid assumption but you kind of assume that Europe is, is going to look a very samey samey kind of act samey samey kind of people and it really isn't i like the i like the way that it seems to respect where people have come from and it's not always born in europe perform for europe you know it's i think it's the last 10 years i think it's changed okay and you do still see weird racist voting from some of the from some countries we'll put it that way yeah so there yeah there's a there's a lot of scandals or or controversy maybe Mm. more so than scandals like this year the russian entry is actually um, an immigrant's uh, daughter from Tajikistan. 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 And I was researching her. Her mother, her grandmother. Did you look into this at all? Her grandmother mm. was uh, one of the was the first woman in Tajikistan to lose the veil. And as a know. result, she had her children taken off her by the government. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's horrible. And I know the Russian government is being horrible about yeah. her, you know, this, this year's entry, which is, I feel like it goes either way. It's either a full support or, you know. Well, I no, think I'm on that team because, full support. I think there is political voting. I think that Russia, because they don't recognize uh, homosexuality, uh, a lot of the, the demographic who watch the Eurovision and who vote in the Eurovision would not vote for Russia on principle. And then you also have the, the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. So yeah. there is political voting. It's so political, the voting. Oh, 100%. When was it? It was only a couple of years ago. I can remember the Russian entry getting booed. It was like, oh, these poor kids, it's not their fault. But it was, you know, just yeah. the, the political climate around it. And they had nothing to do with it, obviously. But it was, uh, 
it, it was there. It was there in, you know, in theater. It was uh, all happening. But uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Like, it, it's kind of fun when you see some of the countries, you know, sort of either club together or vote against each other when you can tell it's more good natured. But then there's that other that other one that's not that. So. Yeah, and it's also it's like um, I suppose the population of Ireland. Our two biggest immigrant groups are from the UK and Poland. Mm. Yeah. So the UK and Poland will all, always score well in Ireland because immigrants from that country will be scoring on the Irish exactly. scores. If you know oh, what I that's mean. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. So you have to look where where is the diaspora of that country spread Absolutely. out? Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. But, you know, back to Manisha, she's the Russian entrant this year. So, yeah. I mean, the big, the big scandal is, is, I mean, I went and translated the lyrics. Now, you can't always um, trust the sort of translation, yeah. but, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's Russian woman, and she's talking about Russian women not needing to conform, I guess, to societal yeah. norms. So not needing to get married or have children or um, do, do the things expected of you, I guess, in conservative culture. And I think that's why people are so cross about it. I mean, even the, like, the women of Orthodox Russian church, like, put out a statement saying this is, you know, this is a terrible song and it's encouraging the wrong kinds of things. And I was like, what is going on? This is a song contest. You know, despite the fact that they're picking on her for not being born in Russia, um, she, she, she got there fair and square and she's got this really cool message and she's made it really like modern and interesting as well. She's, by the way, for those um, who are not her face, she's one of them who wears a headscarf and she is my favorite. I love her. She's a badass bitch. The other thing I really like about that entry too is it has that that amazing sort of choral harmony piece, which again, I think is a, a cardinal Eurovision rule. If you can bring in either your, your traditional instrumentation or your traditional singing style, and it's got that very kind of, I don't know, I will say sort of post-Soviet, you know, close harmony, you know, very um, sort of almost institutional choir kind of thing about it, but it's great. It's used to such wonderful effect. And I think it's, it's fabulous. And and for exactly those reasons, I I am a big fan of hers as well. But I think Mm -hmm. again, she's, she's ticking two big Eurovision boxes there. Mm. And I do think that the, her, the sentiments from her song are uh, represented in other songs that Mm. are coming, you know, about women being accepted for who they are and um, we can, will we do a full in-depth of all the songs after a quick beer break? I think we should. Let's I'm, I'm ready. And we're back. Welcome back to the Beer Ladies podcast. We all got our fresh beers. I am drinking. I have no idea what I'm drinking, actually. It's a Pilsner <laughs> from Sweeters. I don't know. It's a Lithuanian beer. Oh, because my favorite entry this year is Lithuania. Lithuania, Ooh. the Roop. Oh, the man. Roop. Oh man, they are so cool. They are so cool. L- even last year's song from them was yeah. awesome, but actually I think they've done it better this year. Discotech I... is better this year. It is such a, like, you can it's imagine that song. being played up in coppers and the floor just filling up, <laughs> you know? It's, I, I feel like the, the 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 bog standard or the standard for how you know it's a cool song is if it's on your Spotify playlist or yeah. at least a Spotify playlist, mm. and yeah. that one is on two of my Spotify playlists. So, oh, yes, yeah, it is. It is. I always have that a, is a one current of my, like, obsession playlist, and then I've got like a Eurovision playlist now, and oh, love it. I thought I was the only one with a Eurovision playlist. Oh no, no. that's normal. It's normal. Okay. And then, like, I have my overall Eurovision playlist, and then I have each of the different years separately. Oh, that's yep. clever. No, that's fair. That's, that's fair. And awesome. then, it's like, only certain ones will make it into my full, my, like, my top Eurovision playlist, you know? Gotcha. 
So yeah, I went to my local uh, Polish shop and picked up good. something that was brewed in Lithuania. It's a pilsner. That's so, awesome. There you go. And I was just chatting, uh, started talking to randomers in the shop saying, hey, I'm looking for Lithuanian beer. Where do I look? So they pointed me to this and I was like, okay, I'll try it. That was a really clever thing to do, actually, to go to the Polish shops. I was I was thinking of buying a Polish beer or at least trying to represent Poland in some way. But then I remembered I really don't like their song. So oh my I didn't want to. It's song awful. It's so boring. Oh, and it, it's just, it's stale. I don't know. Oh. And it's like, uh, their name of their song is The Ride. Mm. Oh, my God. I was like, did you do this just so Irish Twitter could laugh at this on the night? Like, I don't think they're going to make it through the semifinals. So uh, I don't no. think so either. So in Ireland, in Slyrish slang, the ride is like getting laid. <laughs> so if you're if you're getting the ride, you're getting laid. And it's set in a nightclub, their video. I was oh, like, yeah, that's where and you go just- to find someone for the ride, you know? I don't, and the song is just dire, isn't it? I mean, it's just oh, such it's a, awful. you know, it's boring. Oh, it reminds boring. me of a really bad 90s Euro techno yes. poppy thing, like, but like a bad version. There were really Absolutely. fun, awesome versions, even in the 90s, but not this one is stale. It's old. Yeah. The, the capsule summary I had for Poland was the ride. Ha ha. But literally, that was <laughs> all I wrote about it because. Yes. No. Lols. Put them. Exactly. Next. So, yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking, Lisa? So I, this is a surprise to me. So I, I couldn't find, I'll say, well, okay. I didn't look too hard, but I couldn't find a good Italian beer. There are some, but not as many accessible here. So I got the brew Panda Nero, their tiramisu stout. Uh, and again, mm. one of these things that uh, I don't normally go for day to day because it's 7%, et cetera. But as we're recording, this is a bank holiday weekend. It's all, you know, all bets are off. So I want something sort of Italian themed because mm-hmm. shockingly, I really like the Italian entry. And that is historically, it, it's been a no from me. Like they have been, again, just dire uh, in, mm. you know, sort of Eurovision history. Uh, but I will also say I've switched to my, my ABBA. So, Yay. I love that. So we can imagine I did a full Fox fizz, you know, kind of a thing. Um, but really, no, I just, you know, took the other shirt off while I went and got more beer. So again, the, the brew Pandanero Tiramisu Stout and brew been knocking it out of the park since they had their kind of revamp a year or so ago. And this is good time. Oh, man. They're doing we'll good talk stuff about the Italian revamp. entry, mm. which again, I was shocked because I'm yeah. not normally a fan. Actually, it's such an interesting different song. Yeah. I, also, I really like it as well. It's cool. Yeah. The other reason I had it is because again, my, my smaller child who is six told me to say, good song. I was like, Okay, so, but I think she just liked the kind of gothy imagery because what, mm. you know, what small child doesn't love kind of gothy, you know, mesh, but it, it, it slapped. I really thought like this is a legitimately good song I would have on a playlist. Mm. Is it, is it what Eurovision voters will vote for though? I mean, mm. you don't know. Yeah. Don't know. yeah. Don't know about that. And what's your last drink? Right. Oh, it's the Lervig, so, is it? So I've got the Lervig, which and oh, they're yeah. from they're from Norway. So Norway is one of the entrances here, but it's kind of like a it's kind of like a meh overall, just like a meh song. It's I like feel a- like they yeah they they checked two of the boxes on the Eurovision brief, like ridiculous costume check, yeah. things went on fire <laughs> check, but then the song is is the song is you know very t- forgettable. Yeah. It's a bit lifeless. But I bought I bought it for the for the colours because once again I am all for Australia's Technicolor. So that's, that's where I stand. I stand with, I stand with probably primarily five, maybe five songs. Um, and probably on top of the list actually is Russia. So Manisha is my favorite. 
Well, how lovely. about how about mm. we get Lisa to do semi-final one, sixteen yeah. entries? So you just want to do your quick recap, one liner on each country? I'll do my quick recap. It's actually just in alphabetical order, so I don't have it semi-final by semi-final. Oh, okay. I can I can make this happen. So I have Albania, blonde lady belting, Australia, great dance pop, Austria, dude power ballad, Azerbaijan, girl group stuff, uh, Belgium. Who's a phonic? Oh my God, why are they here? But hey, you know, Bulgaria, generic lady. Um, I'm sorry, yes. Croatia, generic dance pop. Cyprus, sparkly, too try hard, not sure. Czech Republic, well produced. It's a bop. I don't know if it's a Eurovision song, but I really enjoyed it. Denmark, I have cheerful, will probably win. Two adorable lads. So, uh, Estonia, boring dude ballad. Sorry. Finland, shouty boys, number band question mark. Um, France, aggressively French, not in a bad way. Uh, Georgia, no. Um, no. Terrible. Germany. Terrible. Yeah, Germany, adorable if a little tryhard, very jangly. Read the brief. I think, you know, it's important to have read the brief for Eurovision. I have Greece, generic electropop, Iceland, heck yeah. Ireland, very professional, but is it a Eurovision song? I think that's, that's the question. Israel, I like this. Is the song a little generic, but I really like the performer. So we'll get into that. And I have Italy, weirdly compelling golf power rock, may lose points for singing in Italian, which, you know, again, is another thing. And I have Latvia, why Fellini vibes in the video? It's very strange. Lithuania, are they trying to be Iceland? I'll be a little controversial. Oh, I think there are some similarities Interesting. There. And then Malta, I like this, but is it too similar? to the one that won a couple of years ago. Veneta from Israel. Veneta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, lots of similarities there. Moldova, generic electropop. North Macedonia, dude power ballad. Uh, Norway, we talked about flames. Ah, but the song, eh. Poland the ride, haha. Pol- mm-hmm. uh, Portugal, hard, hard pass. Hotel jazz. Oh, like, Black oh Mambo, yeah, that the song, jazz was that terrible. That song is awful. Oh, it is absolutely just, awful. Just No. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with Science and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I have Romania needs a haircut, but we all feel that. I, you know. And then I have Russia. Yes. Uh, San Marino read the brief, but is a little too polished. Like I almost felt like more like it would be, I, I don't know, like, Sometimes it's a little too good for, for that. And then I have Serbia. Are they the steps of Serbia? They- Serbia, guys, Serbia's, I don't like Serbia's entry at all. Oh, but it's fun. Is it? That totally reminded me of steps. Well, I felt like they were missing a member mm. or two, but very, very similar. I have Slovenia. Mm. It will probably score well. Lady Anthem. You know, those, I guess yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they love those. Spain, dude, power ballad. Sweden. I really liked Sweden. And Femex, yes. lots of good stuff. Uh, Let's see, Switzerland, weird car video. <gasps> I love Switzerland's. No, Switzerland. you? No, no, no I didn't we'll, like it at all. We'll, we'll talk about this. <gasps> but, but Netherlands, I think, might actually be my favorite. It was very, like, what? cool. What? I enjoyed me. the Netherlands. I liked it. But then I have Ukraine, beats, traditional instruments, fire. Like, it's all, it's all happening. Ukraine. And then, oh, my God, I love And it. then at the end, I have UK. UK aggressively mediocre i oh nothing God. about it was working for me just you know, you know the uk's entry okay so i know it's a bit of a long-standing joke that the uk basically flops in eurovision but last year's entry was goddamn ridiculously awful this year he's gotten slightly better but it still doesn't even come on par with the top half of entries this year no it no doesn't even get there Thing is, <sighs> he is a recognized songwriter. He's written for Calvin Harris, written for Little Mix. He's done oh. Eurovision entries for other countries, written them. He's like, he's a talented person. But it looks like he's just not making any effort. I, I think that was it. I think that was it. Yeah, it just yeah. seemed very kind of like, eh, why not? As opposed to, yeah. I, you know what I actually feel like? I feel like his voice doesn't suit the kind of music that he's entering uh-huh. in. It's like he's got the wrong, he's got, I don't know, the wrong voice or the wrong presence or something. Something doesn't add up there for me with him. No, and I think, I and I think like, Katie, he's, he's probably very talented. You're right. I actually don't know much about him. I just thought, ugh. Yeah, exactly the same. I was like, ugh. I should really yeah. find out something about him because yeah. I'm not into this. Yeah. yeah, now I know the Irish lady, like, she is one of those people who's a songwriter for a lot of other people. I really like, you know, the song, but I was like, but is it a Eurovision song? I, I don't I know. Like it's I, a radio song. Yeah, that's a radio song for me. It's not. Then again, I can't say because I'm not like obviously the biggest Eurovision aficionado, and I don't know the history of how people win or what it takes to win. Mm. That's I want to ask you guys about that. But um, it 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 seemed a bit I don't know a bit anthony, but in the wrong way. Does that make sense? I think it's better than last year's entry. I think she has improved. Um, So I think Ireland has improved. I think Lithuania has improved, and I think Daddy's. Frere's song was just so good last year that he so couldn't good. improve on perfection. But yeah. his song mm-hmm. is a good so effort, good. but not as not as good. I don't think he'll win it on this year's. Although I I, I feel like it would almost be I, I want to I want for them to win almost just because it would have been so unfair because right. last year's injury was so 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 good. It was I love so that adorable. Song. Yeah. I love everything about it. Again, it's so genuine. I think it's it's one thing if there's the high camp and it's artifice for the sake of artifice, and that's good. But also that that genuine sort of feeling you get from the Icelandic everywhere—they're adorable and it's just, just it's like wholesome. It's so I lovely. Love it. Yeah, it's lovely. 
And I watched, um, there was a video on YouTube. I think I shared the link to you guys. I don't know if you watched it. Just about him in Iceland going around. And um, his wife is like, yeah, he's terrible at feeding the calves. He just goes (laughs) off and does his music. And he's six foot five. She's about five foot. Sorry, Mm. five. Yeah. And it just it seems so cute. They do look Mm. so cute. Yeah. And it's just like friends and family in the band. They seem like they're having a good time. It's, you know, they've got that very cohesive, you know, look, feel. But again, it's very genuine, even though they've clearly gone for a thing. They've they've all gone all in on it, which is, I think, what, you know, gives it that sort of commitment. I'm I'm here for it. And I would totally go to Iceland next May if they won. Oh, God. So nice. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not road trip. Air trip, let's go. Girl trip, girl trip. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I've not been back unless you count like connecting through since two thousand one. I remember two thousand one because nine eleven happened while I was there. So just yeah, need to go back and have like a you know palate cleanser experience. And when when yeah. is their when is their national beer holiday? That was that in May. I wonder I could we link the two? I think it's in October if I'm remembering oh, okay. correctly. But we'll have to look it up. It, it, oh well, we'll go twice. <laughs> Hey, yeah, October is the off season, so it's a lot cheaper. So, you know, never been to that. Iceland. Never been. Well, it's been on my list. So, yeah, I, I'd it's love only, to go there. What? A my, what? Something like that? It's not. It no, can't be far. No, it can't be far. My son has been on a school tour, and I'm like, oh my god, school oh. tours have, have come on a lot since I oh got to go to Bunratty Castle. You know, <laughs> oh, that's that's you know what that's just ridiculous. Like, you, you know, did they, did they not need a chaperone that you could have offered your helpful? I volunteered, right? But it's oh. a boys' school. So they were like, um, screw you. Yeah. And they <laughs> oh went to a, an Irish yeah. pub called the Drunken Rabbit. And uh, they went to another place that was called uh, Pablo Disco Bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> and I thought that was a great name. Yeah, That's and, and like name. back in the nineties, like Damon Albarn had a bar in Reykjavik and like all the like all the Britpop dudes all owned like a bar or a gallery or you know, whatever in Reykjavik. But you got sense they never went there. They just you know slap their name on something but oh my mm. goodness although speaking of oh sorry katie go ahead you were gonna say something oh no yes. no i was gonna say and i loved it when iceland did so well in the euros yes and oh i know of their Same. population was they yeah. all went there so oh, cool because so you just gotta love iceland like it doesn't matter what they do they're actually just so cool you know from their like progressive politics their love of reading like they're yeah. just they're just cool man they're just awesome absolutely and i, I love, love i suppose guys. as a women's podcast the mm. way that the women just down tools one and day like, mm-hmm. they were like no we're not gonna work today yeah it wasn't the whole yeah. day they down tools at like the, the time that represented the the wage gap. So it was ah. like at, at 10 past three in the afternoon yeah. or something. They were like, that's it. The women are all stopping today. Thank you, because that's how unfair it is. And okay. now, if I if I remember correctly, but now it's actually got to be completely transparent. So yeah. so so anybody can go and audit and make sure that people on the same level of job are being paid the same. That's it. So it's really, really cool. We yeah, need those, that. Those guys are awesome they're really absolutely and it's nice to be like oh of course they can do it it's a small country we live in a small country let's let's do it folks you know all all good okay back to the eurovision eurovision Eurovision. so we've got rules we've got rules i think one of the best ways to learn the rules of eurovision is neil hannon again we're going to keep going back to neil because oh he has written another fake eurovision song called trafalgar so obviously again 
ABBA fans will be like, oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, explains all the, you know, sort of unwritten rules of Eurovision. <gasps> awesome. I don't know wonderful. this. Oh, oh, my gosh, it's great. So I, I put, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes to the song. But if, if you search further on, on YouTube, you can find, um, I think he did it for the BBC about 10 years ago, where it's a longer broadcast where he breaks down each of the rules and explains, oh, you know, how how this is getting there. And, and again, you have, um, you know, about a historical event, uh, you know, sing in English, uh, you know, if you include traditional instruments or something, you know, Celtic in air quotes, that's going to be big. And obviously the, uh, the sort of change of wardrobe in the middle of the song, a la Bucks Fizz, all of these things, if you, if you, you know, check all the boxes, you, you have a pretty significant chance of winning, but I think. So are they like the, um, are they like the, the, the in, not the intuitive, but the unobvious biases, you know, for like how things win. Because kind of. you, know, you know what I've been interested in knowing, and I think it ties into what you're saying there, Lisa, is that I've been interested to see whether there was some kind of like formula with mm-hmm. a song yeah. or a performance or whether it changes a lot year to year, whether it changes only minorly year to year, because I'm wondering yeah. how much politics plays a role or how much um, uh, those kinds of things, how they affect what wins and what doesn't. Well, the vote is broken down into two. So you have the popular okay. vote, which is the televote from all of the countries by the country that you're voting, that you're from. So okay. we can't vote for Ireland. Right. Because we're, from, we're in Ireland. Okay. Um, and then you have the jury vote. Mm. And the vote is 50-50. And oh, the jury, okay. the demographic of the jury can change from country to country. And yeah, how's that made up? It's well, supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be. Um, they say in the regulations, they should be a mix of gender, of um, age, of um, profession. And that they should be from the country. They should be a, a citizen of the country that they're on the jury for. Um, and uh, they should be like in the music in, industry or the, the performance industry or something like that. So like a singer, songwriter, performer, presenter, something like that. Yeah, I feel like presenter is what it ends up though, isn't it? Like it tends to be your national broadcaster and kind of the more... Let's see, what's a good way? Like, again, I, I'll have sort of the, the British version in my head. I feel like you're sort of Noel Edmondses are the people who would get to vote. So not, not necessarily the cool people, but. Well, it's you know. uh, Amanda Holden this year. Right. The, so, the leading hmm. the jury. Ooh, mm. I don't know. I don't know. We should also know anything about, about <laughs> how the broadcasts work, too. Because, again, like having gone through, like lived through many UK broadcasts where first, you know, you had Terry Wogan and then, of course, he eventually retired. But he was. I love it because you could tell like he was just like day drinking his way through and then. And that is the best way to do Eurovision. And I also love that the two British uh, compares of the Eurovision, Terry and Graham Norton, are both Irish. Exactly. And I feel like Graham Norton has done an amazing job, you know, you know, know, taking the mantle. But again, same, same sort of energy of like, we're here to have a laugh. You know, this is ridiculous but in a great way and um, we can't diss old marty whelan now i don't know oh, if you're familiar with him at only all bits and pieces. yeah oh marty's great marty's marty would be the irish one he's done it for mm. years but uh, a lot of people like, do tune in to to the bbc version as well just to see what what 
because Terry was great. He so was wonderful. Him. And he he'd throw wonderful. out his Terryisms, and you'd have yes. your drinking game set up. Okay. Now listen, this is this is where it becomes interesting, Katie. You you <laughs> have your own scoring method and drinking game that goes along with Eurovision. So, well, I try and do this. I was doing this because I loved Eurovision, right? And I was trying to explain to people how amazing this was. You know, it's so amazing. And um, I think the first year I realized how influential my scoring sheet was, was uh, mm-hmm. we're living in Israel. Um, mm-hmm. And we went to Tel Aviv to the Molly Bloom pub. It's an Irish pub. Oh, and we said, will you put on the Eurovision? And they were like, no, sorry, we're a sports bar. <laughs> oh, come on. So there was a group of us there, a group of us Irish, and there was um, a journalist for the Irish Independent. And he was like, oh, hang on. I know my gir- a friend of mine works in a pub up the street, so we can go there. Mm. So we went there and um, they said, right, we can put it on, but we're not going to turn on the sound. And we're like, What's the OK, point? OK, you know what? We'll take it because it was about to start. And I was playing the sound. I was streaming it through my oh, oh, for our little table. OK. But I had our score sheets and our score sheets, they vary from year to year. And uh, we can improve if you have any suggestions. So I'll just go through. This one was like the country volume of skin on display. Yes. Very important. Very important. Especially. Yeah, that's important. Pyrotechnics are weird shit on stage. So you were like fire. Yes. Remember when the piano was on fire a couple of years ago? That was a thing. What about about there was someone with an angle grinder one year? Oh, yes. 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 Fire is very important. Yes. Absolutely. Then I have like the genre of mm-hmm. the song. It's like, what the hell are they wearing? <laughs> yeah, so is that like a score from one to ten? Like how, how aghast you are at what they're wearing? You can do whatever you, this is up to you. This is oh, the I'm people. Totally, you can, I'm stealing you, it. Yeah. And you can totally change this. Then there's the hotness scale. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that does come into it. Um, of course. So anyway, so myself and, and my group, uh, we were all getting getting really excited so the israelis around us were like what are you doing so i had spare score sheets and i was like oh here we're just watching the eurovision there and we're scoring them and some of them were locals and just said to the bar staff turn up the telly sure we can't we can't hear the songs (laughs) by the end of the night the whole bar was watching the eurovision and they were really into it and it was the year that laureen won with euphoria for what a banger of a song and it was like Katie, you literally influenced everybody. You yeah. you did yeah. it. You did it. Yeah. Well done. Allyship right there, though. The people in Israel are like, let's have the sound. And again, like Israel historically has done not badly in the competition. You know, it's done really, really well. So and here's I a, like this year's entry. Yeah. yeah. So here's a weird kind of noob thing. So when when I was again learning a little bit more about Eurovision, I didn't realize a bunch of countries that were included. For instance, Israel, I actually didn't know were included anyway. Um, it's a fair question. And, yeah. and then Australia, obviously, they're like the big outlier. I was like, why the hell is Australia there? But then I, I heard it was about the, the affiliation to a, a, a network of um, t- uh, TV programs. Or yeah. something. So it's a, the EBU yeah. is the European Broadcasting Union. That's I can even remember as a kid, like countries like Egypt and Morocco being in it. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Like the North Mediterranean African countries as well. Interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Europe. It's it's not the EU, and it's not geographically Europe necessarily. No, no. Oh, because church. the Broad amount church. of the amount of people because of Brexit that were like, "Oh, sure, we won't have to listen to their crap in the Eurovision," and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my God, they're not." The Eurovision doesn't go by the EU grad the the EU 
God, oh God, I'm yeah. drunk now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> again, I, would, I would argue a lot of your traditional European powers are god-awful at Eurovision, on the whole, with exceptions, you know, Germany, France, you know, no, no, you, again, France is pretty good this year, but on the whole, it's a no. So, Tandy, for you, this is important. Um, in the past, it was uh, all held on one night, okay? And, and I remember it mostly. So when the Iron Curtain fell, there was a lot of Eastern European countries that wanted to join the Eurovision and they were all welcomed with open arms um, and it became bigger and bigger and it just became too long yeah. for the gotcha. show. So what they initially did was they would say, if you finished in the bottom, I think it was 10. You can correct 10, me if I'm like wrong. That, yeah. I think it's 10. You sit out the next year and we have 10 different people. Oh, come in okay interesting and some people didn't like that and then even more like as as the eastern europe broke up into its all its individual little states um there were so many entries that uh, they decided to do semi-final one and semi-final two so, so that's where that all comes from so but you still it's have not. the big five right yes and UK. they are the people who put the money in so the uk germany, germany france Italy, spain France gotcha. and then the host will also also automatically qualify so there's always six automatic qualifiers and then and again, the rest, you have to home. enter and then you get 10 from each of the semi-finals yeah. and you'll notice of the big you know the big ones a lot of them are let's see what's a charitable way to put this not good at popular music in no. the modern era but I was trying to think of the last time one of the big five won and I think it was Germany with satellite with Lena Oh, oh Would yes. that be right? I think you. I think you may be right. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Again, and France, they they tend to sort of, you know, in a way, shoot themselves in the foot because they will always sing in French, and you really almost always need to sing in English to win. Again, that's one of those kind of unreal. Yes, that's one of those weird rules. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it changed over the years. You have to sing in the the the, the language of your natu- of your country. Mm-hmm. So okay. thankfully, Ireland has two official languages so we could that's probably uh, led to us winning all through the 90s you know it, it could it could be although again like you could have gotten away with singing in irish because there's that love for, for the jury votes for anything you know again air quotes celtic mm. especially in the 90s where it was all like oh there's a whistle ah oh, you know it, there's you someone win. with a fiddle <laughs> again that that's an important thing even and especially some of your eastern Bloc ones do this well now where they're like we're going to have our traditional instruments. We're going to have our traditional singing and, and get that in. Now, when they went to the extreme, was it Poland a few years ago, where they had uh, the, the women churning butter on stage? Wow. Were they the That's grannies? Weird. The grannies, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I enjoyed watching it, but I was like, but. <laughs> Guys, am I, am I wrong to say, but there was, um, Eurovision was always like quite well respected. And then there came a time where basically entries were a little bit like troll entries and it kind of took down the tone of Eurovision a little bit. And I think that that? Ireland is to blame for one of those amazing troll entries. No ways. So I don't know if you are familiar with a character called Dustin the Turkey. It's a puppet. No. No. (laughs) And he entered with a song called Irlande Duzpois. So Ireland, 12 points. Oh, my God. We were the laughing stock of Europe. Oh, God. You, you have to look this up on YouTube. It's amazing. It's, it yeah, is amazing. It's good stuff. But, but it, it is a weird thing because there's a fine line because you can have a sort of, um, let's see, what's a good way to put it? A sort of, you know, knowing kind of jokey nod to it. But then you can also go over. But then like when Lordy won, 
like where they were just full out, like, you know, in their costumes and, you know, and that was great. But then like other people try to replicate that and don't quite get the right balance. No. It's, it's hard. It's and then you have, again, the other countries who don't, who don't get that you can do that. <laughs> it's sort of a weird, you know, there's that sort of, I don't know, again, so that sort of fine line. It's hard. So it's like somewhere in the middle of completely jokey and taking it too seriously. And you probably, you've got to be in the Goldilocks zone for this to be Definitely. successful. Definitely. But it is, it is a little jokey sometimes. And I think that's what's kind of interesting is that, okay, now this exactly. year, I, I felt that a lot of the entries, maybe bar Germany, um, were like quite serious entries. Even if they were off the mark, they were quite serious. Germany, I just thought were taking the piss, but I kind of enjoyed it for that reason. I went back and forth on that one. Yeah, it was hard to say because I felt like it was it was a little try hard, but was it purposeful? I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. And I mean, Iceland, like because oh, look, we, we mentioned them. They're so wholesome. Like, and I don't think that they're being disingenuous here. Yeah? Yeah. Like with their entry, I think they're they're just weird and cool. And I, honestly, those dance moves they get me every time. Oh, like, they're great. It's like it's like something that you probably wouldn't see outside of Eurovision. It's so special. I don't know. Well, yeah. Exactly. And, and I think it goes back to sort of the, the camp factor, too, because I can remember maybe this was like five or six years ago now where it was all or I'll say sort of 80 percent like great, you know, well-produced, very professional, you know, sort mm. of dance pop kind of stuff. And I felt kind of disappointed that year. And I saw other people on Twitter, too, were like, you know, these people are all very professional, but I'm here for and, and I'm paraphrasing a you know, a tweet that sort of, you know, stood out to me. I am here for sparkly dance vampires and I'm not seeing it, but I think that's, you know, you have to embrace that camp factor. And again, whether it's, you know, a very genuine or you're just like, we're going so over the top, like, but it's how you, how you bring that on. And, and sometimes it's just, you know, too, it, it can be too serious too, like, like you were yes. saying, but it's, it's a, it's a hard balance. Yeah. Is that why both of you don't really like um, Switzerland's entry? Because he is very serious. I think that could Old be. Old John's tears, like he's. That, but, I hated the video. The video was just like, okay. oh, go on. Yeah. I, I don't haven't like the actually, video. I just think I like his voice actually. I, just I haven't like seen the video. It just, it just, like, I've been walking around Lucan for the past two weeks trying to listen to this. And every now and again, I'll break into dance around the place and people are probably looking at me look at that mad Egypt there <laughs> dancing away but um so that the the bookies top three are Malta Switzerland mm. and France okay. that's what I read as well yeah so you you must have good taste and what I think is really interesting is the Swiss entry is in French yeah the yeah. French entry is in French, French and the Maltese entry is a French title and has a French mm. phrase in it right and okay, I'm like, listen, wow, we've got to talk about Malta oh my goodness she is awesome What's name? No, i really like her i love her Holy energy shit. i really enjoy yeah. the song but it's just like is it too similar to the the one a few years ago from israel that's my only so oh, i went and i went and listened to that song from israel netta right netta. Yeah, 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 the netta. Toy yeah. i'm not your toy that's it so i went and listened to that song and i think there, there is something to be said for the similarity but i don't really think it's that similar I don't know what it is, but you see, I'm a noob. Yeah. I am a noob. So but that's okay. Take, that's okay. But take it from whence it comes. I understand. I can see the similarities, but honestly, Malta's entry, I, I was hesitant to give any cred because I, I don't want it to be a thing where it's like, oh, okay, she's singing like this kind of song will win, but holy crap, man, it's catchy. It's so good. Yeah, it's a banger. It's, it's a great song. It's a great song. song. Yeah. 
God, totally. so good. And I love her. Like, her energy is oh, great. Oh, she's, she's brilliant. Great performer. And really didn't she win yeah. Junior Eurovision? Well, she yes. did. I don't know if she yes. won it. Yes. She won it. She won it. She won it. Yeah. She's so cool. And she's a performer. So that's yeah. the other thing I wanted to know, right? Okay. When we get the entries, it's often accompanied with a music video, but that doesn't help for shit. No, it doesn't actually, help on the night. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't help on the night because actually it's on the night performance yes. that counts. It's not the music video, which is why I think, despite my love, I don't think Montaigne's going to go as far as I'd like for her to go. I think I, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. And even if she was there in Rotterdam, I just don't think she'd take it as far as much as I love the song. But you know what? Mm. If, if gyms were open, you would hear it in every gym for the next, like, you know, 30 love years. Just I, I do really like it, but it's one of those songs they will play in the gym forever. Mm. And that's not a bad thing. It just mm. is what's going to happen to it. And she will get royalties yeah. forever. So good. All yeah. And good for her. You know, yeah. and that's it. She probably didn't even really need Eurovision to become famous because I think she's yeah. already quite well established. Yeah. But... But and I, yeah. yeah. But and that's the thing, like Australia, oh, I was just mm-hmm. to say, like Australia also gets in, obviously, for the broadcasting stuff, but they read the brief. They, mm-hmm. they get yes. the ethos. They, you know, if you look at all the films in the 90s, basically, where it's like every film in the 90s from Australia, it seemed like it wasn't all of them, but they're like, oh, they're doing an ABBA thing. They're doing an ABBA thing. Like they get it. It's, you know, they embrace mm-hmm. the, both the camp and just the sort of, um, yeah, kind of the theatrical nature of it. I think it's, it's and there's a bit of a theme every year, isn't there? Um, I don't fish. know what the Am theme is this year. I thought that I thought if there I, is a theme, I'm just so bad. bad. But what I what I do like is that they're going to actually have people in the stadium. Three thousand five hundred twenty percent capacity, and yeah. then all of the interval acts. Um, they have a thing called Rock the Roof where they have uh, former Eurovision winners performing on rooftops throughout Aww. Rotterdam. That's oh, amazing. That's awesome. So they have like Sandra Kim, a famous Belgium and, uh, winner. Yeah. They have the, oh, I can't remember his name, Mans, the guy who sang Hero. Oh, the, the Danish guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, he's adorable. He is like, and he's had like a whole like low-key media career in the UK since, and he's just adorable. He just seems so nice and genuine. So, yeah. Lordy is going to be on a rooftop. Oh, my God. Awesome. I will have that. I would love when, to be in Rotterdam. I like obviously I wasn't watching when Lordy won. Um, but how on earth did Lordy win? I everyone just embraced it. It was just so theatrical and so out there. So but it's also weird. it's a good song. Like I I yeah. was trying to kind of get it my is. head around this year's Finland entry, and I'm like, I get what you're doing. It's like pop punk. But yeah. it's kind of generic pop punk. I didn't. It's kind of did. like Green Day Go Eurovision yes. or something. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Which is fine, yes. and it was you know enjoyable for for that kind of thing. But I'm not going to listen to it again. There wasn't enough kind of theatricality mm. again to be like, yes. I, I quite know. enjoyed the song, but I don't think it'll go that far. That's okay. That's so, the thing. So then, yeah. of the of the finals or well, the semifinals that we know, who do you think are going to make really good performances on the night? I think the Roop from Lithuania. Yes. I think think they have their dance down. They're all going to dress really sleekly and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think they're really, really good. When I first heard Sweden's song, I thought that song is made for performing. It's not made for a music video. Like, so I I think that's a really smart song. Although, having done a little bit of Reddit kind of posting and digging and various things around, a lot of people think that it is maybe a little bit too formulaic. Um, 
to be the real winner. I could I could see that. Although I like his energy, and I like reading mm. about how he was like submitting papers for his, I guess for his degree, like you know, the night of the Swedish competition and stuff. I'm like, oh, like good for him, you know. And he, I think he's an is he an X Factor winner in Sweden? I want to say Ooh. he's in one of those you know competitions, but is like well established in Sweden, which which is kind of the way, right? But yeah, either way, like mm. he doesn't need this to. I do, yeah. I do like the song though. I think the song is banging. Like it's really, really. Cool. I really enjoyed that one. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think like again, Israel. It'll depend on the performance because yeah. the video was very produced. But I liked her. I felt like the song was a little generic. But I mm. thought if she if she really brings it, and again, if something goes on fire, that I mean that makes a difference. <laughs> That'll be good. Okay, so here's a controversial one. Not really, but kind of Cyprus. Okay. Now, remember when they first came out, they actually had that like stupid head and shoulders product placement everywhere. Oh, what on yes. earth was that even? And fake tan. Oh I was like, God. I've what seen that in other that? videos as well. I don't get it. So I don't get it. Yeah, the so Orthodox bad. Church came out because oh. it's like all about being in love El with Diablo. El Diablo, which is really oh, a bad boy really. rather than the devil. Exactly. But it's not the devil. Bloody people who can't actually read into words. But anyway. Yeah, but it was sparkly. Sparkly. We are going to oh. have to wrap it up. Ladies, so how Thomas. about we? I know we're just getting oh, so into this. I know we might have to finish this conversation offline. We might have to. We might. So top two. So from semi-final one, I want Lithuania. Semi-final two, my favorite would probably be Iceland. Mm. I okay. think I, I'm going to have to go, I, and I can't remember. Sorry, which semi-final they were in, but I have to go Italy and Iceland player. Mm. You know, we'll see how they go. What about you, Tandy? Um, oh my gosh, this is hard. I'm looking at the list. I think who I want and who I think are probably a little bit of a different. That's, and that's okay. And that's a okay. bit of yeah. a different thing. I think I want. I want you. I want Russia for semi-final mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that was that's good. That's who I want. That's who I want. And for semi-final two, I want. Ah, uh, semi-final two is not a strong man. Mm. I don't know. Okay, semi-final two. I'm gonna go for. Oh, fuck it, San Marino. Why not? San <gasps> Marino. I know. Oh. You know, Flo is gonna travel, so why not? It say, could be the, fun. Again, the thing I really said fun. about San Marino is they read the brief. That yeah, is she, and she's cool. Like, and I like. Look, I like the maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was a bit of a music video win rather than a song win, but I like the adrenalina. Like, I think it's just cool. It's, it, it's, it's awesome. a fun entry. And again, one of those songs you will hear in the gym, you know, forever. <gasps> no. Oh, win. God, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I forgot that Latvia was in semi final too. It's Latvia. Oh, all the way. Latvia. Oh, my God. Oh. The, the, the moon is oh, rising. What a weird video. What a oh, weird I love video. It. <gasps> I love it. I love it. I loved everything about it. I love it. I love yeah. it. It's like my power ballad for 2021, that song. I like I like France if we're going to go for a para ballot. I guess oh, France is great. So French, but in a good way. Very, like that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah in a good way. Yeah. You see, I could choose three from each, though, and I'd be happy if any of them won. But but I think the winner is actually going to be Malta. I really do. She she may pull it up again, just to, like that energy. She was great. But, She's so cool. And, and we know that the formula can win. Like that's, yeah. you know, that that's not nothing. Uh, but again, like as long as it's not Portugal, oh God. <laughs> oh, Sorry, geez. Portugal, but it's not your year. Put yeah. away the saxophones. Portugal oh. and North Macedonia. And there was, there was one or two others. I think Georgia was pretty bad as well. I don't know. There were a few that were terrible. And there always are. And that's, you know, mm. twas ever thus. But again, they can appear on the, you know, 
you know, lowest scoring Eurovision entry in on YouTube and worth watching. Just just going to put that out there. Okay, and on that note, you you know what we're going to be looking out for. You should create your own scoring sheet for the Eurovision. Ask your friends what do they look for. It's like, uh, or have a have a game, drinking game, so that every time someone you see fire on stage or pyrotechnics, you take a you you take a shot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and for those of us who'll be watching during Irish, you know, Independent Beer Week, just just saying. How just dare you schedule a beer event at the same time as the Eurovision? <laughs> We're just going to have to intersperse our Eurovision watching, but we can do it. I believe we in can us. do it. Yeah. I got the box for Friday anyway. So here, here. <laughs> subscribe so that we can get our vanity headline on uh, YouTube. We are also on the Twitters at, um, at beer ladies pod. We are on Instagram at beer ladies pod or beer ladies podcast podcast podcast. Mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook mm-hmm. um, and we are wherever you get your podcasts, be it Spotify, Apple, anywhere, wherever, wherever you want to look for us. We're yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So thank Ooh, you very oh. much for tuning in. Go on. Love it. I just want to say, let us know your predictions or your yes. favorites. <gasps> maybe, maybe on the yeah. Twitter so that we can have a good old chat about it. Cause that would Absolutely. be Absolutely. Yes. We will engage. Just We will. <laughs> FYI. Totally. Oh my God. I can't wait. We are going to take over Twitter with yes. the hashtag. Yes. What, what would our hashtag be? Hmm. Ooh. What would that be? We should have figured this out beforehand. Really. <laughs> 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 Probably should have, you, you know. We'll work on it. We'll post it. <laughs> we'll post it. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.